Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, April 22nd. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Amy Kaiser ends her 27-year run as director of the St. Louis Symphony Chorus at the start of next month. She says her tenure includes many highlights. Our singers were so thrilling on these high notes, and at the end they get to let all that loose with the full orchestra, and it was just hair racing. Kaiser speaks with St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin in just a few minutes. The Missouri House has passed legislation allocating $1 billion from the state's General Revenue Fund to one-time, non-refundable tax credits for residents throughout Missouri. However, as St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, less than half of those who would qualify will earn the maximum amount. The bill that members of the House voted 103 to 44 to advance to the Senate would provide monetary relief in the form of a tax credit. However, according to numbers from the State Department of Revenue, an estimated 43 percent of taxpayers would receive the full credit. Around 30 percent would receive at least some, while roughly 27 percent would earn nothing. Republican Representative Shamed Dogan said just because the bill doesn't help all Missourians doesn't mean they shouldn't pass it. Instead of giving 73 percent of Missourians a break, we're going to say no to them because it doesn't cover 100 percent of Missourians? Are you kidding me? With three weeks remaining in the session, it is unclear whether the bill will make it through the Senate. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois has received its second bond rating upgrade in a year. Moody's Investor Service upgraded most of the state and has provided a stable outlook. The rating was hovering just above junk status before these upgrades. Moody's cautions that long-term burdens like pension liabilities still pose challenges. Spire, Missouri, is seeking to increase its natural gas rates just a few months after state regulators okayed another hike for the utility. If approved, the average residential customer's bill would increase by as much as $11 per month. Christian Blackman is with Homes for All, a group that advocates for tenants' rights in the St. Louis region. She says even small increases in utility costs add up for low-income residents. Like, that's a big deal to them. And it's a big deal for someone who's already on a very fixed income or a very strict budget or only has enough to pay necessity things, maybe groceries. Spire officials say the hike is necessary because state regulators did not allow the utility to include employee salaries in its most recent rate case. Public comment is open through April 25th. Missouri University of Science and Technology has started construction on a new innovation lab. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports, it's the first of many buildings slated to go up as part of a huge campus renovation. The innovation lab will be a space where faculty and students from different disciplines will work together on new projects and research. UM System President Moon Choi says the building will be worthy of the people who will work and learn there. And this is also a place where the facility as well as the world-class faculty of Missouri S&T, are going to enable our students to become the next generation of innovators and entrepreneurs. The lab is expected to open in the fall of 2023. It's part of a massive campus update that includes a new road leading to an arrival district from Interstate 44 and several new buildings. In Rala, I'm Jonathan All. 
St. Louis Public Radio. Seven Midwest universities and the Donald Danforth Plant Science Center will develop the Taylor Geospatial Institute at St. Louis University. Faculty and staff will help students develop technology focusing on geospatial science and health, national security, and food security. SLU President Fred Pastello says the center will create a pipeline of diverse talent for the region's economy. The Taylor Institute will fuel innovation in an industry sector that will bring economic and employment development to the St. Louis region. The universities and Enterprise Holdings Executive Chairman Andrew Taylor are funding the new institute. Amy Kaiser left a successful career as a freelance conductor in New York City to become director of the St. Louis Symphony Chorus in 1995. Since then, she's worked with four different music directors, preparing the chorus to perform popular classics and challenging new works. Kaiser's last concert will be May 1st. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin asked her why she became a chorus director in St. Louis. I chose to leave being the head of the B team, my choruses in New York, for being a team player on the A team, which is the St. Louis Symphony. How does relationship work between you and and a music director? What do you do for each other? The pressure is to make sure everybody is ready with whatever music the symphony or the music director wants to program, whether it's Leonard Slatkin wanting to do Bernstein's Kaddish Symphony, notoriously challenging in Hebrew, or David Robertson wanting to do four major works by John Adams, which are very difficult and nobody has any familiarity with. And we did all of those things and much, much more. When we're not talking about working in a new language or learning a piece What's particularly difficult for you? One has to repeat certain works over and over and over. They sell a lot of tickets. People love to hear them. And one can always find new things to enjoy. So Verdi Requiem, for instance, we've done with many conductors, but we did it with Raphael Frubeck de Burgos. He was dying of cancer. We didn't know that. But His performance of this with us, it was like he was taking us along to heaven with him. And a month later, he died. You don't forget something like that. Mahler's Second Symphony is a piece that... Yes. Well, we've had many wonderful performances of Mahler, too, most recently with Stefan Deneuve. And we sang it from memory. And that changes everything. What I really remember from our Mahler uh, with Stefan was the ending. The sopranos have a high B-flat, full orchestra, big, loud high note, and then the altos join them on a high note. And our singers were so thrilling on these high notes. And at the end, they get to let all that loose with the full orchestra, and it was just hair racing.
I believe most of the time we have fulfilled our mission, which is to be an equal partner with the St. Louis Symphony. And that is no small thing. <laughs> I'd like to ask you about another piece that was a familiar piece that you devised an interpretation that it sounds like you were, you were happy with, Vivaldi's Gloria. Ah, I believe it's been overdone yeah. or done to death. And it's a charming piece. Our most recent performance of that was a highlight, and it really did have a very beautiful sound. What were you able to do to, to Well, it sounded different. We used several countertenors, male altos, in the alto section, which was lovely. So already that's a different sound. I listened to your on-air interview that night. Uh, oh. St. Louis Federal Grader broadcast that, and you said, as far as you're concerned, that's the best version of that that you've heard. There you go. And I love to hear that. Yeah. Artists should say that if that's what they Well, doing. I'm very proud of yeah. what the chorus has done over the years, how we've grown, the quality of singers we've attracted, and it's just been a beautiful thing, a beautiful adventure for me. That was St. Louis Symphony Chorus Director Amy Kaiser speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great weekend. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.